read this and discuss this chapter, The Sound of a Dove and a Critical Voice, <laughs> which is Joko's encouragement to us to see that all sorts of uh, realms or activities are our practice realms, not just the ones that go smoothly or go the way we want or fit some ideal picture of what's wonderful and what's terrible or what isn't so wonderful. Um, whether we like or don't like really is just our add-ons. So despite liking or despite not liking, it's all our opportunities. And sometimes because we like, it's all the more easy to uh, believe that what we like and the states of mind that are connected with that are what true practice is and that's what we have to recreate but everything else is well isn't where I need to practice (laughs) as Joko says as long as we think there's a difference between the sound of a dove and a critical voice we will struggle and we'll think we've got to improve to get rid of what we believe is so-called unpleasant. Now, given this time of the year, and I'll talk a little about it on Sunday, but I'll say it, we will find lots of particularly pleasant circumstances, and in the midst of those, we might find all sorts of unpleasant ones that seem to repeat themselves year after year, Um, in certain, uh, let's say, certain meetings or certain uh, groups of people or certain activities that seem to come up. So that's very good practice opportunities. But let's see what you found particularly uh, supportive, interesting, or not clear in this chapter. So... I'll stop now and see what points we can that would be useful to explore. Um, in our discussion Sunday, yes, after your talk, yes, someone was had mentioned they described an incident uh-huh. for themselves that um, they had to be in close association with. This is at work uh, with someone they didn't like, <laughs> and it was a, a struggle for them because they, it seemed the way this person was talking that they had expended uh-huh. some energy in trying to find a way to what they they perceived as their practice effort uh-huh. to to like this person. Yes, something good about them and to like them. Uh-huh. They felt. Um, they didn't say this, but the impression I got was they felt disappointed that they were unable to do that. Unable uh, to like them. We don't know the difference 
Yeah, when we think there's a difference between the voice of a dove and a critical voice, I don't think you're saying we're supposed to like a critical voice, but we're supposed to be open to and listen to and um, I'll, I'll say appreciate the two just as much. Whether we like one and don't like the other really isn't the point, I don't think. Um, we're not supposed to like everything. We're not supposed to. Life, it just isn't like that. And to believe that we can somehow develop a mindset or a view of life where everything is wonderful and we never have things arise that we that irritate us or make us angry is 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 a delusion. And I <clears throat> I think she's that's the point she's trying to make in this chapter. Yes, in a way, what she says, and, and I'll pick two points just so that you could hear it. Um, she says, all day long, this is at, on page 230, sensory information comes in, but from the human point of view, only some of it is acceptable. And a little further down the next paragraph, she says, there's nothing wrong with preferences as such. In other words, some of it being acceptable. It's the emotion that we add to that that gets us in trouble because of our emotion we transform preferences in other words what's acceptable into demands so we demand that I the person has to be something that I could find that I I don't remember the word you used whether it was like or um, something trying to find something about the other person that would fit our preference we have to the, the, yeah. the point in a way is how do we be present and be intimate with someone who acts in ways that we don't like in other words like them even for not liking them in other words be okay with not liking them, with them not being okay to us, not being what we want. So our preference of how they should be is just that. Our demand that somehow I have to find something in them or they have to be something that I find preferable likable, or whatever word we use, is what gets us and them in trouble. Well, you know, from a point of practice, I, I use a sports analogy, um, uh-huh. which, which is kind of odd for me, but anyway. Um, you know, in a sense, it's if, if, we, if we believe or have this, this illusion that these feelings, these thoughts you know, likes, dislikes, etc., aren't supposed to arise because we somehow practice zazen in a sense you know in getting caught up in that we're letting the pitch go by we're we're missing a Uh real valuable practice opportunity Uh, yes we let all sorts of pitches go by but we really can't miss it but we're so entangled in our troubles about it that what we get from it creates harm rather than nurtures us and the others. 
we can't miss it, but we can seem to make trouble or strike out against it, despite the fact that it's right there available to us. Um, So, yeah, if we're going to use sports analogies. And all sorts of um, times arise when we have to create the supports that nurture us to be present for, for what we don't want to be present. That doesn't mean to like it, but to be present for it despite the fact that it isn't what we want. To eat the meal was served rather than bang on the table and complain that it's not what I ordered, it's not what I prefer, I don't want to have whatever. And you could fill in what the food is, or what the person is, or what the condition of our body-mind is, you know. I unfortunately need to have eye surgery next week. I don't like it, I don't want it, I wish I didn't, etc., etc. However, that doesn't make a difference except make trouble if I hold on to it, make more difficulty and tension when it's just another preference that for some reason the universe isn't following, despite the fact that I'm very clear on my preference. The universe somehow isn't following my preference. Even my body isn't following my preference. Forget about preferences we have about how other people should be Um, or how the weather should be, or what should stop, or what shouldn't stop. It's fine to have the preferences, and then what do we do with what we get? What is skillful to do? I mean, we could do all sorts of things. We could put in our, our order, make sure we put in our order of our preferences. We can every day remind ourselves of what we prefer if we need to. We really don't need to, because we know very well. Nevertheless, when you show up at the table or at the meal or show up by waking up in the morning or show up by coming to a meeting or show up in all sorts of ways, how do we embrace, even embrace with our not liking, what is served to us, what the universe called our life, called people outside or people inside, serve. Or, what do we do that makes trouble when they're not serving what we want? Or, (laughs) and you could fill in the ways that that happens, because we all know it. But I'm talking too much. sometimes get caught by this daydream that practice or we're supposed to do it all the time. Um, And practice might achieve that for us. As opposed to when I say being joyous in the midst of feeling not good. Yeah. 
Well, well, Joko, on the end, at the end of this chapter, there's a nice few sentences on page 231 in the paragraph that starts, Honesty. Recognizing my opinions about my sitting, myself, the person sitting next to me, honesty, quote, I'm really pretty irritated, ir- irritable, pretty nasty. Or a, few, a sentence later, the less hope we have that we can fix things by thinking, the longer we will be able to stay with listening, and, or I'll say it, listening with whole body, or experiencing to what is real. I mean, she's talking about risk listening because we talked about the dove and the critical voice. And finally, we may begin to realize that there is no solution. And, a little later, there is no problem. Except, our ego has problems and wants solutions. <laughs> yeah, I'll show that. I think that idea about honesty is, is about yourself is, is really important and, and helpful for me right now. And sometimes I'm beginning to realize that I don't even realize I'm being critical, mm. and um, or that uh, I, I'm preferring this to that, and so on. So. There's a lot of work to do. And the only thing you need to do is take care of now. There is, so it's when, when and how it comes up now is all there is to take care of. And don't worry, whatever else needs to be taken care of, opportunities will appear. Are you there? Yes, as far as okay. I know, I'm here. Cindy, you got your camera on. Hi, Cindy. Hi, Cindy. We're seeing you now. Turn off your camera. Cindy. It froze up, though. Yeah, that's because she's got her camera on is why it froze. Yeah. She needs to turn the camera. Cindy? No. Okay. Sometimes I just notice, I, I won't even realize, oh, you know, 
you know, I'm thinking, uh, you know, and I, nothing wrong with thinking, but, you know, just, um, it's, when there's that shift where being is, is more important than thinking, you know, that, that's an interesting place. But sometimes, especially like during orientation with newcomers who, who are here, I, I, I know there's a very, and even with people who talk about, frankly, meditation, there's a very strong sense that it is about being wistful and happy. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, that's very interesting, uh, you know, how to help people see that, uh, you know, that, that it's actually about whatever is happening, but it can, it can take a long time. We can't help anyone else see it. What we have to do is keep articulating how it is for us. Because we're, we are always going to keep coming back to what seems natural to us, which is believing our preferences as the truth, as the way the universe should be, or as Joko put it, turning them into demands. And it, that's a strong habit that we have. And that's often people come to Zazen or to practice in order to do that, where all sorts of other methods have failed, then there's the idea, well, if I really sit well, and I really practice, and even if I have some special kind of experience, then, then, when I have preferences, I'll get them. Or my preferences will be turned into this wonderful universe where everything will just be the voice of the dove, which is what she's, why she starts that way. Everything will be blissful and joyful and there won't be stress. I won't feel stress. I won't say stupid things. Other people won't say things that disturb me or I'll be undisturbed by other people. And that's the dream that we need to keep seeing till it of itself ceases, it, till of itself it becomes transparent and we see it for what it is. Oh, okay, there's that dream. Great. Wonderful. Yeah. I came yeah. into this store and I was sure I was getting ice cream. And I walk in and I look around and there's no ice creams. There's a whole bunch of women's hands, handbags in here. What's going on? I want ice cream. I, I came here, I was all set up for ice cream. Women's hands, handbags. I don't need a woman's handbags. But that's what's here. Yeah. You know, and then, like the other side is, uh, yesterday I was coming back from a, a trip, a short trip, and I was in the airport, at O'Hare Airport, and a colleague of mine, who I hadn't seen for quite a while, a former colleague of mine from Illinois, he was going to Champaign on the same plane, and he, he'd come to O'Hare from a different place than I had, but we were both there, and we had a couple hour layover, and he travels so much that he's a member of what they call the Admirals Club, yes. and he asked me if I would like to go with him to the Admirals Club, because he could take two guests. Right. You know, it was nice. You know, it was really nice. Good. Um, and I noticed... You know, how much I enjoyed it. Enjoy and, it. <laughs> yes, it's fine. It's fine. But, you know, that was that. And then, you know, there I was, just afterwards, just sitting on a plane, you know. 
Uh-huh. Oh. And you could even make a decision. Well, maybe I travel enough. Maybe I should join the Admirals Club. <laughs> oh, I thought about it already. <laughs> I don't travel enough to join. <laughs> but if I did, I would. If I even got close to it, I would. <laughs> uh, your spouse is going to put the kibosh on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> but you know, it's also just that you know I was being served and it was comfortable, and you know, and I, even on this trip I took, I was being served and you know, t- t- driven around and given given meals and uh-huh. you know, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I know, you know, I think there was a time when I might not have allowed myself to realize how much I enjoyed that, but I enjoyed it quite a bit. I was, right. you know, right. that's the way it was. And yet, I, I don't live that way every day. I mean, just, that's why I enjoyed it so much. <laughs> no, no, the, the, you don't no. have to have a reason. And you enjoyed it because you enjoyed it. Yeah. And when the next time you get gruel for breakfast, and it's not the way you want it, see what, quote, the not enjoying is, if there's not enjoying about that. Um then the next time you get out in the morning and it's 20 or 15 or 10 and you're out walking your dog, see what it's like not enjoying that or enjoying that if you happen to enjoy it. Um, that's the point. There's no problem with, your, with the preferences. You'd like it to be nice and warm and you don't want it to be below zero. And yet, if we demand that it always be below zero, then we're going to guarantee, if you live in Illinois in the winter, you're guaranteed to have opportunities to suffer. Um, If we want life to fit our ideas, if we turn our preferences into demands, and we do, unfortunately, and don't even notice, then right there is our practice opportunity. Right there is our effort of noticing and being, listening, experiencing the moment as is, including our complaints about, how come I couldn't get into the Admiral Clubs today? Admiral Club today when I showed up. You know what? In, in a way, even as we talk about that, it's kind of all extra. Um, during this trip, I met a woman whose son is. She introduced me through a story about her son by telling me that he was a Make-A-Wish child. Uh-huh. So everybody knows what that means. What you know, you I, I just had, a, I, you know, I had a reaction to that. It's the same what I had inside. I didn't say it, but it's like you know, okay, you know. That's that's just what Joe was talking about. You know, we're all falling. We don't know exactly when or how. What is a make a wish child? It's you don't know what it is. Uh, make a wish is when a when a child when a, when a someone. It doesn't have to be a child, but right. when someone's seriously ill, right. they, they get to, they get to um, have a wish right. that they like like come true. So that they want they, before they die. Yeah, yeah. right. Foundation that provides these things. Yes. What? The foundation that provides these things, yes. right? Yeah, and you know, 
I mean, it like put everything in. It's like, well, it just puts things into perspective, you know. Yes. And wishes are fine. We could have all sorts of wishes. And that's wishes just another form of preference. And they're wonderful. And if you can help someone get them, that's great. However, if we carry around a big box of wishes or preferences and keep comparing reality to that and having comments or even worse reactions when reality of the moment doesn't fit those, then that's the harming that we cause to ourselves and others. Or that's the opportunity to be joyous in the midst of the preference being met or the preference being unmet. See, really what this is about is enjoying sound in every moment or being wondrous sound of every moment. We don't have to say sound. You could say light. You could say um, whatever. But I picked sound because she's talking about sound. So. Sometimes we suffer because our preferences are met. <laughs> Give me an example of what you mean by that. Well, you, you, you really want something, you're really looking forward to it, you think it's something that, you, that it's really going to make you happy or you enjoy, or going to enjoy, and you get it, and it's not what you thought, or it yes. doesn't quite live up to your expectations. I mean, if we have expectations... If we live by our expectations, then we'll always be disappointed. Yes. Because our expectations are dreams. And sometimes the dreams are accurate dreams. And, you know, I really like this vanilla ice cream. And I come in, I get it, and, ah, it's so wonderful. My tongue, my mouth. And then sometimes it's a desire for something that... I've never eaten before, and I eat it, and I go, Ugh, I can't stand that. Why did I ever want that? Or whatever. But sometimes it's hard for us to admit that to ourselves, the preferences that don't fulfill what we originally wanted. But that's okay. Preferences are just a part of being human. And the critical voices are part of being human. And health is part of being human, and illness is part of being human. And old age is part of being human, and sickness is, and joy is. And joy in all of those is what our practice is about. Those aren't a problem, except if we get caught up in them as problems. And that's our opportunity. So getting caught up in them is a wonderful opportunity, which we wouldn't get if we didn't hold on to our preferences. If you fly on airplanes or you use public transportation, especially at this time of the year, those are a wonderful time to see how the preference of the scheduled departures and arrivals 
and the actual departures and arrivals are wonderful practice times to notice what we add on to. And it's yes. the same with the conditions at the airport and in the lines and go on from there. Wonderful opportunities if we can treat them as such. That's our kinhin walking through the airport, waiting at the gate, standing in line, or all sorts of other things. That's why I say my session begins when I leave. I mean, it begins before that, but it certainly begins the day that I leave here in California for a day of travel to uh, Sashin in Illinois. That's that's a certain, uh, what should I say, step up of Sashin practice. It begins long before that, but that is sort of a definite... Um, milestone or step in in the in the session. I encourage you all to, to see that your session is also when you begin thinking about possibly doing session and when you make the commitment in various ways to do session and so forth. referring to earlier um, in me, I think, um, on 2.30, where she's, Joko's, like, third paragraph, I guess, where she means says, does that mean if you gently brush my hand or if you stick a sharp needle, I have to like them equally? And that's where she, you know, starts talking about, uh-huh. or, continue, or continues talking about preferences. Um, and then in the middle of that paragraph about, she says, because of our emotions, we transform preferences into demands, and that practice helps us to reverse this process, to dissolve demands back into simple preferences. Um, without emotional phrase. Without, yeah. I've certainly been seeing this in, in, in sort of practicing with the, my boss, with the director of my department, you know, um, and of course I go back and forth, but, but more and more I find that I'm able to... I mean, because in, because my preference would be for him to have a different kind of communication and managerial style than he has. And so, you know, so for a long time, you know, I really had a hard time with this, and I'd be all the time going over and over in my mind, you know, um, why doesn't he have any meetings? God, he's a terrible communicator. Why doesn't he ever check in with me? Why doesn't he, you know, this and that and, and everything. And I just create all this this drama in my head about it. And sometimes I might find myself wanting to be a bit chilly toward him. Um, and this whole thing, you know. And more and more I find that I'm able to kind of say, realize. And I realize. So that's a perfect example of a preference becoming a demand. And then, you know, if I just have it as a preference, I'm kind of more be, more and more being able to do it where I just say, well, his style of communicating with me or 
being in contact with me is not what I prefer, um, but it's his style. And, um, and, and then sort of just going on from there and not going around in these loops of um, emotions and thoughts about how he is and everything. So that, that was helpful to see it, her just say it so simply, like, in that paragraph, like, for example, if we have a picnic plan, the preference is I'd rather it didn't rain today. Um, but getting all worked up if it does rain and, and why does this always happen to me and oh my God, oh my God, it, you know, that's different than just having the simple preference that it wouldn't rain. So. And, and I, I've spoken of this in the past since you used the word, you brought up the demands. It's useful to um, occasionally review whether on paper, on a virtual mode, or even just in your mind, the demands you have of certain people and certain circumstances, and what you do when those demands are unmet, or when, when those expectations, which we turn into demands, those preferences that we turn into demands, are unmet, because that's where the demand aspect um, comes forth, whether it's in terms of our getting upset, getting hurt, getting uh, angry, getting, and you fill in, getting what, doing what. So sometimes as a useful practice support to just reflect on those, or even write those down in a notebook or create a file, and then just just notice the, the, the demands when they come up. Because as we notice them, we... Therefore, what should I say, are somewhat forewarned so that when they do come up in the actual circumstances, we might notice them more quickly before we act them out in ways that are troublesome for us or for others. Yeah, I, 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 I've noticed that with, with him particularly. I, there's been a few times lately where I've been able to say, oh, there's that again, you know, like I'm starting to go go down that road of, you know, why doesn't he talk to me? Doesn't he like me? Doesn't he, why would he not, you know, and all that stuff. And I sometimes just think, you know, uh, that I just sometimes say, oh, all that stuff is starting up again. And then just kind of, I don't know, don't give it any energy, I guess. So it is good. It is good in that sense to see where what happens to me. Where do I go when when um, when this starts? Mm -hmm. Good, good. Now, everyone knows that this is the last class of this year, and that the first week in, in 2018 we will not have a, a class, and the second week is Sashin, and then we'll resume classes the week after that which is the 18th, assuming everything else is uh, okay. And since we're coming to the end of the this book, at some point soon we will um, need to reflect on what the next book uh, we might want to work with or the next other material we might want to work with. So I hope you all have a good time in, in whichever way you spend this 
For some of you it's Hanukkah, Olestika Hanukkah. For some of you it'll be Christmas. Enjoy that. Merry Christmas, Happy Christmas, whatever way you use it, you say it. And enjoy the new year, the celebrations. And we will speak again in the in the new year and hopefully some of you will join us in Sashin and hopefully I will also be able to join us in Sashin. So we'll have a good session in January, which is the second week of January, the session begins already. Any last points anyone wants to make? Okay, then after session we will come back to this book to um, the chapter Joy. Great. Great chapter to come back to. Until then, be joyous. Thank you. Enjoy your Sunday. Your holiday. Yes, I will, to the extent that I have control of the universe, I will be here on Sunday. (laughs) Control the universe. What? You were in control of the universe. Well, that, that's a good thought. <laughs> I'm so disappointed. Right, take care. And if I don't forget to mention it, good luck next week, okay? Yeah, well, but I'll, I will. This next week is going to be after after Sunday. But yes, Thanks. thank you. Yeah. I will do my best. Uh, you know, we we get to I get to show up and let the doctors look in my eye and they. Make the choices that they want. <laughs> Just okay. Be present. Yes. All right. Good night. Good night. Bye. Thanks. Good night. Good night.